We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. So glad to have you on this Friday. Talking a lot of football last night, the blockbuster trade. Christian McCaffrey goes to the 49ers for four draft picks. I mean, that's basically it for 49ers and draft picks. This better work. Yeah. Because I'm, they don't have a first rounder next year. They don't have a second rounder next year. And the Rams are the same way. Yep. I don't know that history has not shown that this strategy does not work yet. Maybe you can just keep trading like the NBA. And getting a bunch of because I I don't know they're still a pretty young team it's not like they're old they have Nick Bosa they have Christian McCaffrey what could go wrong Maggie <laughs> well uh, I mean a, th- a thousand things but that's not what the 49er <laughs> fan wants to hear about today they want to be excited about their team adding this dynamic playmaker and it's fun to dream right it's fun to dream about what this could be with Kyle Shanahan and the offense and. You know, not so much about Jimmy Garoppolo per se, but with Debo Samuel and now with Christian McCaffrey and Ayuk, and they just have some fun pieces there. They have a good offensive line when healthy. George so, Kittle. Kittle as well. We forget I forget about sometimes Kittle. about Kittle, but which is crazy because he's so good. But it's fun to dream. It's just hard to fully buy in. And I think this is because we watch Christian McCaffrey, and I think there's also like a fantasy football backlash to this too, where so many people have been burned by McCaffrey, oh, yeah. like, you know, going down and, and, and burning their fantasy team. But Oh, yeah, and Jeff Wilson Jr. fans. The, Jeff Wilson was the big uh, fantasy pickup. Yeah. If you got him, you were so proud of yourself because he had 124 yards two weeks ago. Last night, did you see, there were memes going around about Jeff Wilson fantasy right. owners being sad all over the place. Well, you know, I, yeah. it's just like a stigma that gets, you know, attached to you with McCaffrey. Yeah. Great player, can't stay healthy. Yep. And so this is a bold move by the 49ers to go in in this way. And I think they sensed an opportunity. They looked at the rest of the NFC. They looked at their own division and thought, we need a playmaker. You know, we keep talking about this like they gave up so much. They did not give up a first-round pick. And no. the original report was the Panthers wanted two first-round picks. So yeah, but it, I want a million dollars. I mean, yeah. we all want stuff. It's really, I understand they don't have a lot of draft picks coming up, but I, it, as long as it's not a first round pick, it doesn't feel like that big of a risk for me. What's well, the worst? Well, Tyree killed and get traded for a first round pick. Yeah. He, Two he seconds. I thought, Oh, I think he was a first round pick, but a low, like a low end first round pick. I thought him and Devante, or maybe it was the jets were offering the two seconds. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. And he decided to take the dolphins, but it's not like, you know, it's it's going to be the Niners. They should have a low pick. These picks should not be worth that much. I'm not totally scared of trading away picks. I'm becoming a little more NBA-ish where yeah. you trade away your picks like the, like LeBron yeah. wants the Lakers to do. Just trade <laughs> Just away the passing picks. passing them out like yeah, a yeah, croupier yeah, 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 dealing yeah. out cards at yeah. a blackjack table. Because the thing is, if you're confident that your team's going to have a good record, then what's a draft pick to you? If you have right. a first-round pick, if it's 30, what's the difference? Well, yeah, and sorry, it was a Tyreek Hill with a first and a second, but I remember it was interesting because the Jets had offered two seconds. Remember, and the Chiefs told Tyreek Hill, pick whichever one you want. Like, they would have been, the Chiefs would have been just as happy with the two second rounders as they would have been the first and the second rounder. Which yeah. I always thought was kind of odd, but they said it was the same. I, I'm confused. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams both went for low first rounders. I mm-hmm. thought they were kind of worth more than that. But the, it was interesting, the market did not bear that much for them. Almost as much for Christian McCaffrey as Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Well, but think about it. Contract. Yep. yep. They had to add on $100 million after you trade all the picks for this person and then add on top a bill of $100 million. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Are they going to have to redo McCaffrey at some point? I guess it depends if he can string some games together. He's got three years left on his deal, right? Yeah. So I, I would wait and see on that. Yep. You know, you made a deal for the short term. This is about the short term. And then hopefully when Trey Lance does get healthy, and I'm assuming this is just going to be more of like a next year thing, yeah. then you have a you have great weapons for Trey Lance. Oh, McCaffrey would be perfect for Trey Lance. 
then again, we thought McCaffrey would help uh, yeah, Cam the, Newton, and that yeah, didn't work. The Carolina, I mean, it was Cam Moore at the end. Yep. You know, their quarterback situation has been a mess, and this is going to be Carolina in free fall. I'm curious now, like, who is Carolina going to take with the number one overall pick next year? Like, which quarterback are they going to yeah. select is really now the most interesting part, and whether or not they continue with a fire sale because, you know, you've already traded away Robbie Anderson and now Christian McCaffrey. Is DJ Moore next? People talk about Brian Burns. Who else on the roster would you want to give away? Or do you still feel like those guys are foundational pieces and you want to keep them around? Yeah, it's it's funny. So they're tanking. But, you know, the players never get the memo to tank. So they always play hard. Yeah. The Bucks play the Panthers this week, right? The Bucks have been so kind of slow on offense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, and we'll get picks later, if – the Panthers kind of ugly it up, and it doesn't end up being, you know, they're not going to lose 45-7. They were actually leading up until the fourth quarter against the Rams. So it's not... With P.J. Walker. Yeah. So I, I think that the Panthers, the play, again, the players don't know they're tanking, right? So these are NFL players, and they weren't good players with the Panthers beforehand. So I don't know I don't how know many games they were going to win to begin with, like let yeah. alone now you remove McCaffrey. But, you know, I, and I hate to say it because... You know, for the Carolina Panther fans, for the coaching staff, for everyone, you know, this is not good. But it, it was their only move. Oh, absolutely. I love it. You know, as a famous tanker for Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. This is good. You're going to get the number one pick. You have reason to be hopeful. You'll hire a new coach next year. Maybe maybe a Sean Payton. I don't know. Dare to dream. I That seems far-fetched to me. I'm not sure why Payton would want a total rebuild. But you could be, you could turn around quickly in well, the NFL. The reason why he might, and not mm-hmm. to just totally dismiss Steve Wilkes here, let's see how he does for the rest of the season. But the reason why is, I think that probably the GM's going to be gone too. Are you going to let the same GM no, no, no. who who traded for Sam Darnold yeah. and for Baker Mayfield? Are you going to let this person choose your next quarterback? I don't know. So if Sean Payton really wanted a lot of influence on personnel. I would imagine Carolina is a place where you will run the kingdom. I think we can. We just said that they're going to tank and get the number one pick. If that's the case, I don't think Steve Wilkes, if he doesn't win in a game, is going to have much of a shot. To he be might fair. not. Which to is, be fair to Steve Wilkes. Which is unfair to him, right? Well, but, he's an interim coach. Interim coaches, it's a different situation. Yeah, they always kind of end up getting a little bit screwed. But the other part is, yeah, I mean, how, do you, how does the GM, this is like an Arizona Cardinal thing. Only that GM gets to stay forever and keep picking quarterbacks. Yeah, over usually, again. Get, Normally, GMs don't get that many bites at the apple. You get one or two quarterbacks at most. Uh, so Sam Nardo's coming off IR at some point soon, though. So maybe he's the savior. <laughs> Just, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was going to say, I think, was, the, I think I the Jets fans already lived that one time. Uh, but they're sitting pretty right now. So 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I also want to mention one quick thing. We all knew it, but it has become official official now. Dak is going to play this weekend. Yep. So official official, Dak Prescott, thumb, finger, whatever, thumb, good. He's going to be playing. He's going to start welcoming the Detroit Lions who are coming in off their bye. Yeah, Dak better not screw this up, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not to put any pressure on you, Dak, <laughs> yeah. but you better heal that thumb because if you can't beat the Lions, Lions have worst defense in the league. One of the best offenses what, before yeah. they ran into Belichick, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. They're Looks going like Amon Ross St. Brown is also going to play. They're going against Micah Parsons. I, honestly, like Dak... If Dak is rusty, I, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback controversy. Yeah. But I do think Dallas is going to be on him. I think there's some pressure here, believe it or not. I don't see it that way. I mean, I'm, I know it's the Lions. You can't lose to the Lions. You know, it's that that that's not that would be a terrible look. But doesn't Dak get at least first of all, I don't think they're going to lose, but 
doesn't he at least get one game as a grace period? Yeah, probably. Well, and he played the Bears the week after that. I mean, it's the talk most about race to the bottom. The most covered team and the most covered sport. I think things are things move differently with the Cowboys. Okay, I think that if Cooper Rush had not thrown three picks in the last yeah, game, yeah, then they go back to against run. Philly. Then I think it would have been a little bit more. I know it's crazy to say that there'd be more pressure, but Cooper Rush just like. The, the sand timer ran out on Cooper Rush. So I think that helps Dak. Right, but I think people were killing the Cowboys offense in week one when Dak was in there. They're like, what's wrong with Dak? What's wrong with this offense? He has no one to throw to. It was pure panic. And I led the led <laughs> yeah. the, tra- the wagon. I'm like, this you team pulled is... pulled the alarm. I mean, you, you saw Dak drop back, and he's like, he didn't even seem to know who his wide receivers were. I, I didn't know Noah Brown was a secret superstar until Cooper <laughs> Rush came in. So I think people panic fast on the Cowboys. You know what I mean. And Dak is a high-profile guy. Guy. Yep. They should be good against Detroit, but then you have Chicago who's got a really good defense. If Dak looks bad, I'm not saying they go back to Cooper Rush, but there's going to be a lot of what's wrong with the Cowboys talk. I don't think it's going to happen. I know you, you're you very bullish on them, and it's nope. pretty exciting. But Cowboys rocket ship. Thinking about laying the points, too. Why do you keep saying that Cowboys rocket ship? You said it yesterday. I felt like it was a <laughs> Costanza thing. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you kept saying Cowboys rocket ship. Oh, like, it get... like you're going to trademark it. I, I, <laughs> but it was stuck in my head. I was actually thinking about last night. I was like, yeah, Maggie's been really consistent on the Cowboys, but she keeps saying rocket ship. This is a rocket ship. It's like the Bills are a wagon. And the Cowboys are a rocket ship. Yeah, I know. I think that they are. I mean, but in that analogy, the Bills are a wagon. Wouldn't the Cowboys have to be like a horse? Probably. But everyone keeps saying the Bills are a wagon, and I didn't even know what that meant. I've never heard that before. I know circle the wagons. Yeah. That's obviously famous because of Berman. (laughs) Yesterday, he kept saying, these Cowboys are a rocket ship, and you were like seeming to have a great time talking about (laughs) it. And I was like, last night, I was thinking, like, Maggie's really into this. She's got me into the Cowboys. Like, I'm excited. I'm actually genuinely excited because they're a rocket ship. I know. Well, they're they're a ship, man. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) I think it's because... The reason why I think they're a rocket ship is because I think they're going to win the next two games convincingly and yeah. go into their bye, and I think they're going to be one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I mean, people are going to say, oh, it's just the Lions and the Bears, but we don't remember that when we look back and mm. go game by game yeah, but about the, how did you amass you know, a winning record. I See, I I would disagree a little bit because the Giants are 5-1, and one and they're three-point underdogs to the 2-4 and four Jaguars. So there is a little bit of caveat that people put. I don't think they'll do it with the Cowboys. But people are very skeptical of the Giants five and one. Is that a different situation? They should definitely they should be. The the Cowboys have like blue chip players at really important positions. But they won with the Cooper Giants Rush. do not. I know because they have blue chip players yeah. at other positions and now they're adding a blue chip quarterback. The 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 Giants, this is I don't wanna I, I feel like saying this is is undercutting them and I don't mean to do that. It's a it's smoke and mirrors. Like they are just coming up with these really amazing game plans. They're doing it with guys you've never heard of. Oh, totally. But the Cowboys still have some of those problems that we talked about before the season. Their their O line is still a little shaky because guys are coming in and out. It doesn't seem like they're perfectly healthy. So sorry, I know that's a <laughs> O line's a sensitive topic. I, I think they're doing great. Uh and Gallup is Gallup looks pretty good, but yeah. I don't know if he's all the way back. Uh, and also, I don't trust it. Ezekiel Elliott had a good game against the Eagles. I still don't trust that he hasn't hit that magic age for a running back. So the Cowboys' flaws are still a little bit there. You're right. They're going to win these two games, but it's Detroit and Chicago. Perloff. Rocket ship. Strap in. Strap into the rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we Maggie's should, like, on the rocket ship. I'm not sure where it's going. Uh, hopefully up. I don't know. I'm sensing T-shirt or something because <laughs> the way you say it is really fun. And I want to start saying it, too. Like this weekend, I will like be stop in. stop people on the street. This weekend, I will be in a conversation about the NFL. And I will say <laughs> the Cowboys. 
they're a rocket ship. What do you mean? They're about to take off. <laughs> I'm going to say it exactly <laughs> like that. Like, haven't you heard? Rocket <laughs> haven't you ship. heard? Get on board. Launch pad against the lions. Yes. Lions on the launch pad. Oh, yeah. By the way, it feels good. Just do it. And it, I part of me does, is a little worried about the Lions though, because they've had some competitive games. They're what? coming off of a bye. They come off a bye. They get, you just said they got a Mon Ross Brown, Brown back. Looks like he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? The Lions could be feisty. Dan Campbell eating kneecaps. That's another expression. I kind of think that the rocket shot ship sh- versus eating kneecaps. <laughs> Let's go prime time. <laughs> I, think, I think that the ship sailed on the kneecap stuff, and this is the <laughs> Bloom's coming off the rose a little bit with the Lions too. I mean, you really can't let Belichick blank you like that. I we, guess though, if you're going to lose, it's probably best to lose to the, probably the best coach in the history of the NFL, but still. Uh, we need an expression for every team. Like the the oh. Cowboys are a rocket ship. Yeah, the, like Bills are, an, the Bills are a wagon. What are my Eagles? Give me some. You're wearing green today. It looks great. What's your, what are your Eagles? Your Eagles are a nest? They're nest? A nest? I don't know. Now I'm doing this off the top of my head. That makes no sense. <laughs> you know, it's nice and cozy. <laughs> <laughs> Cozy with an undefeated record. Makes nice sense. Cozy the Eagles are flying high, not they're nesting. All right, they're a tree. I don't know. A nest is in a tree. A nest up in the, you know, in the tree. <laughs> mm, too domestic. I, I need something. Right, what uh, do you want? You want a... Uh, I want something that high altitude. I want, we're soaring. The Eagles are soaring. All right, the Eagles are a... Are a yeah. I don't think know. Of it. You, it you, comes to you. It comes to you. I, it's got to come organically. I mean, you just saw Top Gun, right? What Did yeah. they give you anything? A fighter pilot? Fighter something? A maverick? Yeah, we'll get back to it. We're going right. to workshop this one because I need something as good as it. I mean, I'm scared. The Cowboys are now have, a, have an expression. They're <laughs> a rocket ship. How are we going to beat this team? <laughs> According to me. Let's go to Ken in North Carolina. Ken, how's it going? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, we're hanging out. What do you have on your mind? Well, you know, I've been looking at Jimmy G. I, I don't keep up with it as much as you guys I know, but it seems like Jimmy G ain't done nothing but win, but everybody's damn always hating on him. Like, I don't know, what has he done so bad? Was he throwing out of picks or what? Well, I just wonder, Ken, I think the reason why we're dubious on Jimmy G, and thank you so much for the call, is that it doesn't feel like the winning that the 49ers do is because of Jimmy G when he's playing the premium yeah. position in the NFL. Also, he missed a big pass in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs that could have won the game for the Niners. And it feels like he does that. He'll overthrow big passes. The funny thing about Jimmy G, you ever notice when he throws it to Debo or Ayuk, he throws everything about two feet over their head, and they just <laughs> stick up their incredible arm. They just seem like they're such good receivers. Jimmy G is 2% inaccurate on short passes, but he is good. I mean, Jimmy G, I think we both wouldn't be shocked if he helped them win some playoff games. He's good enough to do no, that. he's done it. He did it. He's done it. Yeah, he's done it. Uh, that is a good point. We probably are too hard on Jimmy G's. So good looking, we've raised the bar. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's yeah. just is wins. Also, we don't like to call them a quarterback stat, even yeah. though we know that it's kept that way. But we pick and choose. When Patrick Mahomes wins, it's a piece of him. When Jimmy G wins, it's a piece of the team. Well, that's because we watch the games. <laughs> that, that's true. But it's like uh, we were talking about with when Mike McCarthy loses, it's a piece of Mike McCarthy. When yeah. Mike McCarthy wins, it's he's a Kellen Moore. <laughs> so we do we do view different players differently. I think Ken had a good point. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, midseason in college football. Can you believe it? We're here already. We're going to take the temperature and give some midseason grades to the new head coaches in college football, guys who are with new teams this year. We're handing out grades. We're going to do that next. More Maggie and Perloff 
right after this on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. As Maggie just mentioned last segment, it's mid-season for college football. Feels like it's fast. I feel like the, we're still warming up a little bit, but you, you sure it's mid-season, huh? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Six, seven games a year. I mean, it, do, it doesn't feel like mid-season. I wait the second half of the college football season so much more, but I guess it is a really good time to take consensus. Yeah, so a lot of coaches are taking over new programs this year, so we thought midway through the season, time to hand out some mid-season grades, sort of take the temperature of some of these high-profile coaches, and we've got to start, of course, with Brian Kelly at LSU. Now, coming off of this big win against Florida, all wins in the SEC, I'm going to call it just a big win. Big time, yeah. <laughs> you know, my grade right now for Brian Kelly, Perloff, is going to be a B plus. Okay. This is a tenure that got off to a kind of a shaky start where Brian Kelly really had a microscope on him at all times. And the fact that the offense at first looked really bad and now has come around where you've got Daniels looking good, Butte's looking good coming off of a really big game. They were, they were able to fix that. It to me this is looking really exciting playing against Ole Miss. They're a slight favorite because the game is happening obviously at LSU. I'm going to give Brian Kelly a B plus and I'll be honest, I did not think I was going to get to a B plus this season. Yeah. I I'm giving him I'll give him an A minus. With a double whammy because Notre Dame has struggled without him. Oh, I didn't think about that. And so that makes him look better because you look better when you're, you know, when your ex girlfriend defines your current girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> and I am not a big Jaden Daniels fan. I mean, he's a good runner, but he, the fact that he's playing well now, so they're five and two, but their schedule's brutal. So yep. they could end up with seven wins. I think it's just fine for Brian Kelly. I think I think it's really it's a bowl good. Game? Yeah, it's a bowl game. I think the over-under coming in the season was seven wins. They could end up with more. At this point, it's a little bit of gravy. So I think it's a good situation. I think LSU fans are relieved. I wouldn't say happy, but relieved. Because you're right. It started off as like, oh, boy, is this going to work at all? So it's been sort of a pleasant surprise how good they've been. Yeah, Daniels throws for 349 yards last week. Butte is 115 yards receiving. Like, that was a nice, like, all right, you're coming off that big, bad loss against Tennessee, who obviously we know is really good. But when you get smoked by Tennessee, four. 40 to 13. You want to see your team have a nice rebound the next week. They did that on the road uh, at Florida on the road. And so we'll give, I'm giving Brian Kelly a B plus you're giving him and I give him an A minus an A minus. Okay. There you go. So let's go to the flip side of that. You mentioned you're, you're giving Kelly a boost because Notre Dame has struggled for Marcus Freeman. What do you have? Yeah. So two of the teams that beat them, uh, Stanford and it was Marshall, right? Was the other one. Yep. I think those are the <laughs> Notre Dame's the only FBS team they've beaten. So this is bad. This is uh, a they're very inconsistent. They beat a BYU team, which is a big win, but it has to have you worried because they were on such a roll under Kelly. I, I think it's pretty obvious they need some consistency. They need a quarterback to be elite. So I totally understand it's first year it doesn't matter, but I would be a little worried. Uh, three and three. This is not where the program should be. Where? What's your grade? I'm going to give him a C plus. Okay. I also gave him a C plus. We didn't show each other our grades before this. I'm also giving him a C plus, but listen, I understand that he's walking into a difficult situation. You're right about the BYU win. It was great. Now we'll see what happens when they have to go up against the likes of USC in a couple weeks. 
Um, they're playing UNLV this week, so that should be pretty easy. I think they're favored by two touchdowns in this game. So this one might not be crazy, but that USC game would be a nice measuring stick for them. Like, let's see how far you've come. Where are you going to be able to finish out the season yeah. better off? Now, I'm not going to say this is like where the, his you know tenure that it's going to be all sour and shadowed and stuff <laughs> like that because they had one of the best recruiting classes that they've had one of the best mm. recruiting classes in the country last year with Marcus Freeman. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that why you think the transfer portal is going to be working? I just think uh, getting a good recruiting grade is a lot different than winning actual football games. I think it's going to take time. I would give him like two or three years because you think the, he'll get two or three years. If yeah, they don't... because Kelly took forever to win at that program too. So I, I don't think it's the most trigger happy program. Yeah, I think he will get two or three years. Brian Kelly started off really slow, then he just had like an incredible run there. Um, so I think it's unfair to judge him. Also, again, like. I mean, do you remember any Notre Dame quarter? What's the last time they've had a really, really good quarterback? I'm sure I'm forgetting about eight people, but Jack Cohen was pretty good last year. But generally, I think he needs to find his quarterback. That's the college is a little bit like the NFL these days. You need a really good quarterback. So until he has that, how do you judge him? Okay, let's move on to Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, of course, mm. they suffered their first loss of the season last week in what was really an exciting game. I mean, they lose to Utah by a point. In Utah, I'm giving Lincoln Riley an A. I mean, mm. right now, the fact that he was able to bring over Caleb Williams, they get Jordan Addison, even though the defense isn't awesome, they've been playing, the offense has looked has looked really good. I mean, anytime you're going to score 42 points, normally you're going to win a game like that, although in college football, I guess maybe not. Uh, I think they have a chance to finish out the rest of the season uh undefeated so they would just have that one loss they're at arizona cal colorado at ucla is now a massive game that maybe we didn't expect going into the season and then that notre dame game i was talking about to end the season well i feel like you're giving him some credit for stuff that happened before the year though giving him addison and caleb williams well it's working out it is i think an a is too strong because they had a couple ugly games that oregon state win like they was not good. 17-14. Yeah, yeah Caleb Williams has, has had great games and not great games. He's unbelievable, by the way. Number one pick for sure. I just Carolina think Panthers now? Caleb Williams? Uh, well, two years. Oh, yeah, no, he's not yeah, eligible. he can't come out this year. So right. I think the, the issue is the expectation was so high with this guy. To give him an A, he would have to be undefeated. I'm sorry. That Utah game could have gone either way. But I'm gonna, by a point. Yeah, I know. On I, the road. I, I'm going to give him an A- minus because, I mean, yes, but coming out of the Pac-12 undefeated, you have to. Utah's lost two games. It's not like they're unbeatable. I, I think you, Lincoln Riley's expectations were so high. Any losses here probably cost him a chance at the title. Now I'm going to give him an A minus. I mean, it would have been crazy for him to uh, to get but, into the chan- to get into I the mean, college football playoffs. Who one, did he really have to beat though? I mean, he has to well, be Utah you, on the road. <laughs> it turns out that was difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Pac-12. It's not going to be a hard schedule. Wait till he gets to the Big Ten, then he's going to find out what a hard schedule is. So. I am not as impressed as you are, but I still get a minus. Okay, let's move on. Brett Venables, Oklahoma Sooners. What's your grade? I give him an A. I thought this team was going to, and I know that's going to be controversial. You're giving him an A. Yes, because I thought they were going to stink when they lost Caleb Williams. I thought that they were not going to be a competitive team. So the deal is, when Dylan Gabriel's out there, they're pretty good. Yep. So, uh, well, maybe they're strong. Uh, but give me <laughs> De- give, the Dylan Gabriel games where he's healthy and uh, he doesn't have his head chopped off, they've been really good. 
They lost the Kansas State game, but then after that, I'm I'm surprised that they were as good as they were at the beginning of the season. I kind of like Brent Venables. I'm excited for this program. I think they're going to be back. That's an against the grain, by the way. Yeah. You should write that up and add it to your arsenal because I'm giving Brent Venables right now a C, C plus. But can you can you take out the games where Gabriel was hurt though? Well, okay, so the one against Texas where they lost 49 to nothing. Okay, maybe I'll take that one out. But did he get hurt in the middle of the TCU game and then they just stopped playing, basically? Well, yes, I get that. And I know TCU is good. He's lost to Kansas State, TCU, and then Texas three games in a row. Nice rebound against Kansas, obviously, last week where they went 52-42. to 42. But I think that Oklahoma fans, like, they were just so crushed, yeah. I think, that to, to lose in that way, and especially just to be non-competitive against Texas, I think is just like, oh, you know, that's that's got to be a gut punch. Again, they rebound nicely against Kansas, and now you get Iowa State, uh, not this week, but next week, and then Baylor, West Virginia, yeah. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. So, you know, I, this was obviously recent. Dylan Gabriel looks so good against Kansas. Yeah, 400 yards. And I was worried that they, how are they going to get offense when you let Caleb Williams go and all your really good players. So I, I'm just excited. I think Brent Venables is going to work there. Am I being way over optimistic? I think like they're kind of psyched that this program is not going to disappear. I'd love to know from Oklahoma fans. You can call us 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, because that's the one you and I obviously don't agree on the most. I don't know if Oklahoma fans are ecstatic about this. Are you ever going to be ecstatic when your team loses three games in a row, whether whether one your quarterback's one and a half your quarterback's injured or not? Yeah, uh, I'm a you know Kansas State game. That was a great game too. That could have gone anyway. They couldn't stop Adrian Martinez running the ball. Just a, I love it. it. Reminds me of the Big Twelve. Just a lot of offense. Yep. Fifty to forty-seven games. Because Brent Venables, you obviously thought was going to be boring and defense first and all that. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to be fine with him. I'm, I'm actually I really like him. Okay. I, I don't know. He's just one of my guys. I've always liked him too. Two more to uh, that we want to get to, and that's Mario Cristobal at the University of Miami. So, obviously, really gets off to a big start when you score 70 points in a game, but it was against Bethune-Cookman. And then they have a three-game skid with A&M, Middle Tennessee, which was really pretty shocking, and they lost to North Carolina. Uh, Rebound nicely to win against Virginia Tech this weekend. They're playing Duke. Um, Man, I said C-plus on this one, too. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. People are killing him, and I totally understand, but... I think that's another one. You have to wait and see on this one because he's got all those NIL kids coming. Mm-hmm. They, they're not really there yet. But we're doing a young. mid-season grade. No, I know, but I feel like to give... What did you give him a C plus? C plus. That's totally fair. Or even even lower. It's totally, totally fair. But I don't think you can judge Mario Cristobal. Like, if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, I you know he's a good coach. He's got yeah. a great reputation. I feel like this it's unfair to give him an, anything but an incomplete right now because <laughs> well, all that talent's going to flood into that program in the okay, next well, couple years. We're giving him mid-season grades. What's your grade? Uh, I'm giving him what I just said, an incomplete. <laughs> wait a minute. I could give an incomplete. You can wait. You can give fair. No, no, no. You could give an incomplete for a grade. Can't you? Well, it's mid-season. Technically, they'd all be incomplete. That's not the way the game goes. No, no, no. But I, my point, <laughs> no, I think I think I'm allowed. I don't think so. Ah, can you give an incomplete to a coach for a mid-season grade? You're going to be the sure. Fun. There you go. Then they all should get incomplete. No, of but course. this is particularly incomplete because I don't think you can judge Mario Cristobal's job based on the success of the first half of the season because they're sort of a program that is just just about to start what they're really doing. He is really going to get, he's going to get them going the right way. I know it's been bad this year. 
<laughs> I know he's got uh, like. But you could say that about all these guys. So here's the question: Is what he's doing better or worse or the same as what you expected him to do in this first year? Um, probably a little worse. I mean, all right. So then a C. They were a top twenty team, yeah. <laughs> so then there it is. It's a C. It's not an I. It's a C. No, it's an I though, because you know Miami's this nil innovator. They have so much talent coming there that you're gonna you, you they're gonna win a title. And you're gonna look back and say, why did I give them a C plus for that half season? Dude, Perloff ruined the game. Billy Napier. I gave beat. one. Okay, we're done. I gave one. It's incomplete. over. We're done. We don't even gonna do. Florida. I gave one incomplete. I didn't give all incomplete. Just one incomplete. <laughs> I'm giving Billy Napier a P for pass. He passed. No. It's a pass. See, Billy yeah, Napier. It's Brown University. It's just Billy pass Napier. Bill. Now Ouch. that guy, you could give a bad grade because you saw a, a really good team that looked exciting, and then they've just completely fallen apart. So that is not an incomplete. That's uh, C minus or whatever. <laughs> okay. How did I so, win the game? No, I gave one incomplete. You can't give an incomplete because, you ever because the incomplete? NIL money hasn't kicked in yet. That, the no. players with the NIL money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I've gotten incomplete because, like, yeah, well, I haven't, but I've seen people get incomplete because, like, maybe they had uh, like an mono. illness. Yeah, yeah, for, like, six weeks yeah. or eight weeks, and they just haven't been to class enough. But if you take the midterm exam <laughs> and you've had a couple pop quizzes and you've done homework assignments, you're graded on what you've done, whether it's the full season or not, whether or not maybe it's a substitute teacher. Who Sam's knows? are having to explain how a school works <laughs> <laughs> to Perloff, whose wife works in education, is rich today. By the way, um, I just mansplained yeah. that to Yeah, him. you just mansplained school. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like how, you go. how school works. I thought it was a clever analogy. Yeah, midterms, yeah. Pop quizzes got it. Basically, Mario Cristobal's season has mono. Let's put it that way. <laughs> 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 to make this... Miami has mono. Everyone's got mono. <laughs> Were you one of those people... Considering some of the other things you can pick up in Miami, mono's actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this thing in college where if you were not doing well in the class, you could drop it six weeks in. Did you guys have that? Uh, I, I, think... I never did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. That, yeah, oh, I think one. most people might have tried that move. If I'm Mario Cristobal, I'm dropping this season. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to try to get into, uh, you know, intro to French? Yeah, it's like... It's you're, like dropping, you're dropping economics and getting trying to get into uh, anthropology. Can you have a bad record and be okay with where your coach is? I think that's the question. Like, Venables, I think, is so fun. With I'm, like, really excited for him. I know they want to fire him, probably. <laughs> but I think he's, like, a much better coach than people are giving credit for. You don't have to win all your game. Marcus Freeman, a lot of people are happy with him, even though they're 3-3. Three and three. Well, we don't know. I mean, Notre Dame fans are welcome to call us I, at 855-212-4. At least you actually gave him a grade and didn't say What did incomplete. I give him? I gave him a C minus? I gave him a C. Okay. I think C plus. Yeah, guess I, can someone stick up for Mario Cristobal and confirm my incomplete here? Do you, do you, it, like, you, you had teachers in school that sometimes would drop your lowest score yes. on a test? Yes, Middle like Tennessee they, State. They give I'm you, dropping. <laughs> so does that Doesn't mean, count against the average? Does, does that work, too, in this one? You get to drop your worst loss. Exactly. And if your players are hurt, that doesn't count either. Where did you guys go to school that the teachers, you could drop classes six weeks in, your teacher would take away your lowest grade? I don't feel like I yeah, ever got... Yeah, I'm getting got... Venables on incomplete because Dylan Gabriel's been hurt. Incomplete. <laughs> no grade. I mean, he's playing. I, I, I don't remember getting these kinds of perks when I was going to school. Oh, I would sign up for an extra class and just take five classes. I would... Yeah. And then just drop the one I like the least. I, I signed up for everything. Oh, you that's wanna... brilliant. I yeah. like that. I wish I did that. I couldn't. I you could barely get into that classes. Out. No, they were so hard. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It was hard to get into them. So you had to sign up, just sort of scattershot and sign up for everything. And then go to like one day and decide I, I want to stay here or not. I once had a professor who the final exam was just put label the provinces of Canada. 
Oh, I would never I'm be able fi- to do fail. That. <laughs> it was rough. Summer school. People were like walking out. Wait, did you have to bad. spell Saskatchewan right? <laughs> I definitely didn't. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Still don't know them. Uh, okay. Well, that was fun. You're welcome to agree, disagree. <laughs> I'm sure my my parents love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. All that time in college, all that money spent, still don't know the provinces of Canada. My bad. That's a court. What kind of course was this? It anyway. was comparative politics. Uh, okay, coming up next, who was the next NFL different? It's something I'm clearly applying to my life every day. That's a real deep political question. <laughs> who is the yeah. next NFL difference maker? This comparative politics class really pre- prepared me for this next segment. Yeah. Uh, who's the next NFL difference maker to be traded? There you go. In, in the United States. Because if I'm looking at the world international scene, the difference between Alberta and Newfoundland <laughs> is really important. I mean, who cares about anything else? Listen, you do not want to get Prince Edward Island screwed up with Prince Albert Island. It's just, <laughs> the faux pas there could cause World War III. Uh, okay, so we'll switch back to the NFL. You're welcome to call in about college football and how do you think our midseason grades, were we too easy, were we too harsh? Let us know. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackman. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. So far, our grade for today, incomplete. <laughs> yeah, Perloff ruined the game. We were giving grades to coaches who are in the first year with a new school, college football coaches, that is. And we get to Miami. Perloff's yeah. fine giving out grades for everybody. Yeah. We get to Miami, and all of a sudden he says incomplete it's because like the you, NIL kids haven't kicked in yet. <laughs> you know when you do draft grades after the draft? The actually only appropriate grade would be incomplete. You have no idea. but. Right. That would be really weak if you well, did we were doing incomplete mid-season that. grades. Of course, incomplete. everyone's incomplete. Technically incomplete, yes. He has five games left. Then ask me. <laughs> no. I stand by my grade. <laughs> of incomplete. It's not even a great. We couldn't get to everybody, but Nathan in Portland wants to talk about Dan Lanning. Big game coming up this weekend, Oregon, UCLA. Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm doing great. I was doing it exceptionally great until I... Heard you guys skip Coach Dan on the last segment. I'm sorry. We didn't have time for everybody. Once Perloff gave Mario Cristobal an incomplete, the list went off the rails. F minus for Mario Cristobal. F minus for Mario Cristobal. Okay. What about Dan Lanning? I say B plus so far. I mean, minus the Georgia game, it was kind of dumb to schedule that in the first place, but we're killing it so far. Uh, I'd agree. Game days in Eugene this weekend, and I think we're going to win by two touchdowns. You know what? I I think you got to be feeling really good if you're Oregon right now, uh, and especially going into this game. And then we can start thinking, and Nathan, all the Oregon fans can start dreaming a little bit. If you get past UCLA, like what could be for this season? Because I think it could be leading to some big things. I'm calling it right now. Georgia one seed, Oregon four seed. Rematch, revenge against the dogs. Dan Lanning against Kirby. We're going to win it and go to the national championship game. Look at that. Nathan, you're on the record. We got you here. Yeah, so Nathan, I know you just hung up. In this scenario, Bo Nix will face Georgia again. Bo Nix has about one touchdown and I think 28 interceptions against Georgia. There's no way Oregon's beating Georgia and if they be in this scenario. Okay, the score obviously. Was 40, what was the score? 49 to 3. 49 to 3. I like a scenario up until them beating Georgia. That's not never going to happen. Um, it would be a lot closer on the but rematch. Look at the numbers of Bo Nix against Georgia, even before he got to. Or they're unbelievably bad. It just feels like I'm sorry, and I think Oregon's a great story, and I think UCLA is a great story, but Georgia, Alabama, 
Tennessee are a different class. And we know it. That's not a hot take. No, it's not a hot take. Uh, sorry, I know that Oregon still has to play Utah uh, on November 19th, but that game is also in Eugene. Yeah. So a little, maybe a, a bit of a, you know, get a, get a break there that you can play them at home. Um, do I think it's going to th- be three SEC schools and then TBD with number four? Probably maybe Clemson. Well, number four, uh, one will be Michigan-Ohio State. And Michigan-Ohio State. Now, what so, am I talking about? Of course. Yeah, so if you think it's the best Big Ten team, Two SEC teams at best. Then either a third SEC team or a Pac-12 team. Um, or Clemson. Or, yeah, and Clem- assuming Clemson doesn't run the table. Because if Clemson runs the table, then they have a spot. Then, the pa- unfortunately, Oregon would be, say they do go to run, they'd be frozen out by Clemson. It's tough. It's hard to make it. Clemson being undefeated is screwing up everybody's Final Four. Definitely, especially because I think people like Clemson but don't believe that they exactly. are actually one of the best teams in college football. I think they're going to beat Syracuse pretty easily, though. Uh, Miguel's in Maryland. Miguel, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great. What do you have on your mind? Hey, since things are off the rails, uh, I'm curious <laughs> on what you think on Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Well, he's not new, so this was a, this was a, a game about People who are in their first season. Perloff already ruined the game. You might as well just go fully off. I know. You're I right. Mean, Miguel said we're off the rails. Let's just go off the rails. Um, it's been a hard time. Bad. C. It's been a hard time. No, I think a D. Because he was talking so much trash He's in the offseason. so much trash. But if if Perloff's giving Mario Cristobal an incomplete because the NIL kids haven't kicked in yet, Jimbo would be the same kind of thing. Uh, Number one recruiting yeah. class this year. But obviously those guys aren't making a difference. Yeah, except that I think Jimbo made the mistake. I think he was probably a little too brash this offseason. Uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that affects your well, grade. Well, to be that fair, though, Saban, Saban called him out first. He was just minding his own business, and then Saban oh, called him out. come on. Yeah. By name, which is rare for college coaches to do. Yeah, so I'm sorry. He's Nick Saban. You don't poke the bear, and you come out and do that. Then you actually did play a pretty good game against them. Yeah, they did, but obviously. But yeah. it's obviously been very disappointing for Texas A&M. Um, I think... Jibbo seems like a good coach, a good motivator. I don't quite know what happened here so far. Uh, they are three and three, and it doesn't feel like the problem is again. You need a quarterback these days, so that that Miguel, is, who what yeah. grade are you giving Jimbo? Oh man, it's not looking good. <laughs> all that all that talent there, maybe a C. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. About a C. Uh, thank you for the call. Also coming up, they've got South Carolina this week. Then Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, little UMass snuggled in there and then LSU. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he better do well. I he could even be on the hot seat possibly. Yeah, we talked about He's got about all that, that money. He's yeah. got the big buyout. Yeah. Remember there was the story about Paul Feinbaum yeah, said Feinbaum people in the million. know said they wouldn't blink at what it was like an is 90 it million. 90 million dollar buyout. Can I be friends with the people who don't blink at the 90 million dollar buyout? Can I be <laughs> the guy who doesn't blink at the 90 million? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you said we have a tweet. So Don Boy Deluxe, uh, which is very curious to me, but he uh, he tweets, Perloff is nuts or crazy or likely both. Aren't they the same thing? So I guess technically he's both. Venables and A, the defensive yeah. genius giving up 50 a game. Yeah. People are not liking your Venables. I, I imagine that. Did you watch the Kansas game last week? That's all I watched, and yeah. it was such an awesome game. Yeah, without their starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, I know, but Dylan, Dave, Dylan Gabriel looked amazing. I, I want my Oklahoma team to score 50 points a game. This is like a Big 12 team. This is really fun. I know that they're going to go to the SEC. 
I, I just think that he came into an impossible situation. They should not beat anybody, really. I mean, you give away... How many guys did Lincoln take with him? Uh, he definitely took Cowboys. I think he took a big chunk of that team and a big chunk graduated. A lot of recruits, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think that the fact that they're a spirited team is... I like Brent Venables. I, I liked him before, so... I'm into this team. I think that they're going to be fine. I think Oklahoma is not going to disappear. I don't think they're going to become Nebraska. Now, that's a question. Do you think that they are destined to the sort of mediocre heap um, forever? I don't think you can say that right now. You know? Yeah. I think that early, to me, like the early signs are really good. I, I think I've, everyone thought they were going to completely fall off a cliff here. Yeah, but I think people did respect Dylan Gabriel, and he had a connection, obviously, with the offensive coordinator and Lebby, and you know that obviously made a lot of sense. So I don't know if people thought they were going to really yeah. fall off. Yeah, and also he's got he's got a huge class coming in too in the next year. I, I think next year's class is big for him. So I, I don't know. I think Oklahoma feels much better than you would have thought. And you know I, they're joining the SEC soon, right? Yeah. So you want to stick by that? Yeah. No, I think I think Brett Venables is going to do well there. I, I I don't know. I, I he's one of my guys. I'm sorry <laughs> I, if you guys all hate me for this. No, it's great. I'm glad that he's one of your guys because when they win a national championship, then one will become close friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> I think this should be an against the grain. Could have been. Yeah, I mean, don't sleep on Brent Venables because I think a lot of people are sleeping on him right now. Well, I think coming into the year though, did did anyone talk about Oklahoma? Everyone kind of thought there was going to be a total total disaster. I don't know if it was that. I mean, Venables came in, obviously, with all the pedigree of being the defensive coordinator from Clemson, so I don't think it was... No, I mean, just because of what, what happened with Lincoln. Oh, well... Yeah, I mean, to, to lose Caleb Williams was bad. Yeah, but they got Dylan Gabriel. Not the same, <laughs> but not terrible. Uh, okay, coming up later on. Of course, we have our NFL picks. We've got you covered on that. Plus... Oh, the next to be traded. We have not done that. NFL next to be traded. Perloff and I tell you who it is. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff.